Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. We apologize that it's been a few days since we've had our last podcast. A lot of business, a lot of um, activity with clients who have come here uh, to Walt Disney World to spend time with me talking about um, leadership and customer service and uh some really good topics uh, and it was a great experience but I fell behind a little bit in my podcast and that's unfortunate because we have a fun one today where would you like to see your next Walt Disney World Resort Hotel if there was a new one to be built where would you like to see it built what would you like to see built what would you be willing to pay for that isn't already there there is room enough to do some additional resort experiences that guests, I think, would go crazy for. We offer six of those opportunities, maybe one or two more ideas on top of it, which are, for all intent and purposes, exciting and yet practical and possible even. Three ideas would take advantage of the current Walt Disney World monorail system. Yeah, would you like to see more monorail hotels? Three ideas would take advantage of a new Skyliner system that would connect between Epcot and Disney Springs. And some of these ideas may be on their way, even if they haven't been announced. I'm not saying, I'm not saying this is an announcement. I'm just saying some of these things have already been thought of before and have been in the in the shoot to be uh to be created so any rate but there are some new things that you have not heard so we're going to share those with you today and we want you to join us and be sure to go to our disney at play um post or page because actually we're gonna have a wonderful map there it's a map that i've created for uh our um wayfinder society it's a map of walt disney world and it actually outlines where these uh resort hotels would be and what would be happening there so um take a look at that and and we also have some important images that you may not have seen before so check that out and by the way while you're there at disney at play make sure that you um um, subscribe so that when we have new posts or podcasts, you can be alerted uh, to them. All right, let's get started. Um, and I'm going out the gate with something pretty strong, and that is a hotel at Epcot. Now, when we think of Epcot hotels, we think of the um, the Crescent Lake area where we have the Yacht and Beach and the Swan and Dolphin and the Boardwalk, and all those are great um, hotel experiences. I'm actually taking you to a very different part of the park. I'm taking you to the front of the park, um, to the entrance, um, to the major entrance of Epcot. Most people don't know that there has been consideration for an Epcot resort planned for the front of the park. And in fact, it actually, um, it actually was tied to uh, the side road that comes along the side of um, the Epcot. Um, if, if you're not familiar, there is a road that kind of leads you from the parking area to the backstage area where um, 
the energy plant is and where you head toward um, Imagineering's uh, Epcot offices and so forth. So one possibility, but there, but there have been two possibilities that could be explored here. One possibility has it on the west side, um, which would be interesting. What I would be doing there is I'd actually be moving the bus lot. And you know, if you stayed on resort properties, when you exit Epcot, you kind of move toward the left to go to the bus lot. One possibility would be to connect it to the bus lot area on the west side. Um, and there's a berm area there. All of that space <clears throat> could elongate a resort hotel um, that could be that could be a high-end resort. I mean, let's face it, wouldn't you love to step out of your hotel and walk right into a into an Epcot hotel? I mean, wouldn't you love to be able to enjoy a day at Epcot and then when you want to take a break, just go right there? Wouldn't you love to stay not only at Epcot, but hop a monorail that would take you over to the TTC to then go to the Magic Kingdom? I mean, this would be a great place for a resort hotel. And one possibility, as I said, would be to put it on the the far uh, on the west side. Now, what I thought was the original idea was to put on the far east side, which um, would have been perfect, except the big, big show building for Guardians of the Galaxy um, Rewind is over in that area too. It doesn't mean that there isn't space. And in fact, if you know the Epcot parking lot, you know when you come out of it, there are lots, you know, if you go straight out of Epcot, there are lots on the left side, there are lots on the right side, but there are lots on the far right side of um, Epcot. And in fact, there's actually, even with the new, uh, with the new um, changes to um, the tram area, loading and unloading area, there's actually now two tram areas and one is on the far right. Most people will be boarding the, the one in the far, in the front. By the way, I haven't had a chance to mention that last week they announced that um, Courtesy trams would be coming back to the uh, back to Walt Disney World, starting with Magic Kingdom by the end of the year, and then moving into um, spaces, um, moving to the other parks somewhere in 22. Honestly, I think Epcot will probably be the last one because most of the parking gets taken care of right there um, in the front, and they have often even before COVID, we're not running uh, trams a lot of the day because um, most of the guests were just kind of hovered in that front, those front areas. But at any rate, there is another a tram loading area on the right side and actually another uh, security area on the right side and they could operate and, and all of that could be removed and, and the hotel could be put on those far right areas i don't think that's as good a space because i think you'd have a better connection to the monorail station and i think that would be great if guests could literally walk across to the monorail rather than you know um i mean literally like there was a bridge to the monorail just as you see a bridge stepping out of disney's polynesian or 
uh, Disney's Grand Floridian. Anyway, right, there's some real possibilities of putting an Epcot Resort hotel. And, and one of the reasons you might put on the far east side, where, as I kind of was describing that parking lot area over there, because you might connect it to a new Skyliner station. Now, I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but if I had told you that of the idea of putting a Skyliner, and by the way, I cannot believe I heard this idea before it was ever announced it. I think it was announced at D23, because I, I was like thinking Skyway Bucket. I just could not ex imagine the Skyliner in my own mind's eye before it was built. But I got to tell you, it's so popular. My last group wanted to stay at Caribbean Beach simply because of that access of the Skyliner. It has raised, uh, and of course, Disney's Riviera Resort is off the Skyliner, and that has made it um, uh, a very popular new DVC resort. Um, Skyliner addition would be amazing. Imagine, and you can see this on my map that I show, Imagine a Skyliner that took you somewhere from the front of Epcot and headed over to a shared station or a location that would somehow take advantage of both um, Old Key West and Port Orleans um, uh, uh, French Quarter, that, that end of Port Orleans. And then maybe even moved on to Saratoga Springs and Disney Springs. Would that not be? And by the way, it would take, in my view, far less investment to create a Skyliner connection for those locations. That is a very doable uh, possibility. Wouldn't have to go over water uh, per se or any big body of water for certain. Um, that's why I think having an Epcot hotel on the on the right side of the parking lot could connect. But I also could see the possibility that between something like Wonders of Life or the Making of Me Pavilion or whatever that gold pavilion could be and Mission, um, uh, Mission Space, there is a narrow area, but it's wide enough that you could potentially put that Skyliner right there wouldn't that be incredible to just literally land into what will be what is now world discovery used to be future world that is that is what i'm describing here is the possibility of that so that brings me now to the second um possibility of creating an old key west expansion with a skyliner station um, a path could occur um uh, a path could be um, taken from Old Key West and you could take, so what Old Key West is, is kind of bordered by two roads and by the Lake Buena Vista golf course. Well, let me tell you, golf just isn't what it used to be. And while Disney had five premium golf courses at one point, it, it took one out with the Four Seasons resort and I should say it also had an 18 it's also had the uh, uh, the Disney Oak Trail which is a nine hole golf course in my view 
you ought to take the Lake Buena Vista course and make it into a nine hole and take some of that golf space and increase your DVC presence at Old Key West. And I think that um, you would get a lot of interest around that resort, especially if that resort then continued on, allowed you to have more immediate access via Skyliner, not just to Epcot, but then over to Disney Springs. This is this is just a wonderful place that you could have. And, and Old Key West has a great theme to it. it. It could really benefit some of the best rooms, in my view, in the Disney uh, DVC portfolio are at Old Key West. And... Uh, and it has a lot of has a lot of possibilities. I'd like to see more of a public area, the 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 guest kind of common guest areas. Another restaurant besides Olivia's would not be great to add that. Uh, there's a lot that could be done with Old Key West. Wouldn't be worth it unless you could expand it. You could expand it by taking over part of Lake Buena Vista, and you'd make it incredibly popular, like Riviera if you could have a Skyliner. While we're talking about the Skyliner, let's go across that way because if you'll recall, while it doesn't look it, Port Orleans and um, and Old Key West are, are divided by a road right through there. But if you could put a bridge that would link a Skyliner station on one side or the other of that road, you could then connect over to Port Orleans, which then would not only take care of French Quarter, but also Riverside. But here's here's my addition to this. I love, well, my thinking here is if you didn't want to add on um, to, the, to the DVC component of Old Key West, turn the Port Orleans French Quarter from a moderate stay hotel to a Disney Vacation Club experience. Uh, I think with a little bit of remodeling and with um, the attached Skyliner, this again also could be an amazing DVC property. You remember that Disney was looking to do a DVC property uh, along the shores of Fort Wilderness. And in fact, they spent over a million dollars to move the horse stables to create a new stables for them, which is terrific. There now sits a body of empty land right there where um, the um, river country uh, used to be and where the horse stables and other things used to be. And I, I think there's a possibility for doing something there, but everybody, nobody really resonated with what they were looking to do in that space. I think it needs to be more of a Wilderness Lodge extension somehow. Uh, people love Wilderness Lodge, and I think it needs to have more of that vibe. The vibe they were introducing, again, looked like um, a Marriott hotel or, in the words of some real big cynics it looked more like a rest home it just it wasn't appealing to anyone but the reason i'm mentioning that space because i'm not really talking about that space today but the reason i mentioned it is that they were going to put in 
a Princess and the Frog themed restaurant, which if you've been on the Disney Wonder is one of the highlights of being on that ship because they took their um, one of their restaurants and made it into just that. And it's so much fun and it's such a great experience. I just didn't understand why they were putting it in Fort Wilderness. It didn't add to the thematic area of that. Um, of course, Princess and the Frog is south and everything in Florida is south and thus everything at Disney World is south. So I guess they justified that. But but honestly, you have this Port Orleans French Quarter and you could do a major, um, even... Uh, even kind of a dining show experience with Princess and the Frog there. That Tiana's place would be great here. And you could expand this and a little bit of remodeling. My, my um, disappointment with Port Orleans French Quarter is it doesn't look as rich and detailed as New Orleans Square looks at Walt Disney World. That is such an amazing uh, space. Uh, at Disneyland and I think with some remodeling um, they could do something they could take the shell of that place even add maybe even a few more um, resort squares they could do something really big with that um, with that opportunity and then um, and then you know there's there's uh, the mansions area and the uh, uh, the area of Port Orleans um, in in the Riverside area, and those might even be considered for a DVC property. They could be upgraded over time. But anyway, you could see the power of the Skyliner. By the way, what would the Skyliner would do for Saratoga Springs, I would put the end station. If you look at Disney Springs, there is a you, you kind of have a curve that begins with kind of the world of Disney, the original village on the one end and ends with Cirque du Soleil on the other. Then there's a parking lot extension in there. I would be putting into that space, um, a that's where I would put the end Skyliner so that people could go over to uh, Saratoga Springs from there or could go into... Disney um, Disney Springs. So uh, lots of possibility um, for the Skyliner and for all of the resort hotels in there in terms of expansion, in terms of popularity and so forth, if you put in a Skyliner. Now I'm going to jump and you're probably going to have to see the map for this. I'm going to talk about another monorail hotel. In fact, all the rest are monorail hotel ideas. Although the original one at the entrance of Epcot could be connected to the monorail station, I want you to consider for a moment the monorail line that extends from Epcot all the way to the Ticket and Transportation Center. This is a, a long haul, and much of that line goes along World Drive. And if you look to the left and right when you are on that monorail, you'll see there's a lot of room there. And unless it has all been set aside for purposes of, of, um, of uh, conservation, which again, that could be worked through by, by substituting other larger spaces, there is a huge opportunity to put an Epcot monorail line hotel 
between Epcot and the TTC. If it's on one side, there's kind of a lake, but you could take advantage of that lake and build beyond it. Or you could build uh, a bridge that goes over the um, World Drive, which is frankly less desirable, but there's plenty of space on that side as well. People love to be on the monorail line. And the monorail line between Epcot and TTC is very underutilized. There is, it is, it's a mistake not to take advantage of that monorail line. And I think there could be a great hotel and it could play along any number of themes. It could be a DVC, it could be a hotel, it could be a combination. All of that has possibility. So that's my number four, an Epcot monorail line hotel between that park and TTC. Number five is not a new idea. In fact, number five was how Disney's Polynesian Village Resort was intended from the beginning. And that intention was to have a tower attached to it. Now, originally the tower idea was probably more a replacement or uh, was intended to be above the great ceremonial house. And it did have a more contemporary vibe to it, admittedly so. But let's let's consider, and I wouldn't do anything to the great ceremonial house. That is just perfect. But in fact, it was made more perfect recently because what they did is they improved the front of that great ceremonial house, um, refixing uh, the... Um, Porticachere area, the covering over the monorail, that monorail platform, all of those things were addressed and beautiful landscaping done in that area. At the same time, most people don't know that in the uh, on the road that is just in front of the Polynesian where you where you go to turn into the resort hotel, there is a canal and then you go into the big parking lot for Walt Disney world's magic kingdom a number of years ago they started taking that parking space and that's closest in the magic kingdom parking and they and they gave it to um hotel uh cast members and even um transportation cast members people working around the ttc and the polynesian were invited to park in that um section and in fact then they added a building to handle costuming and uh, wardrobe and other um, needs for cast members in the Polynesian Resort. So you, if, you, if you're familiar with the Simba parking lot, this is the parking lot before Simba, and I want to say it's named after Woody, but, but, or some Toy Story character, but it's not used by guests. They do not park guests there. They only use Disney cast members. But what's interesting about this space and why I'm talking about it is while they've had this pedestrian bridge that then crossed over the canal to that parking lot, they have been working over the last couple of months to actually um, fill in the space over the canal. They put in a, they allow the canal to pass through underneath with um, some pipes large uh, cement pipes and then they've covered over the top of it and they're putting in essentially a road in 
to there to connect directly from the entrance of Disney's Polynesian Resort right over to that parking lot, which means they're intending for guests to have parking privileges over in that parking space. Now I say parking privileges, well, not much of a privilege to have to park further away. So that isn't really a great idea. But, however, is it possible that you could take that section of the parking lot that sits in front of the great ceremonial house and put a tower in it? I mean, let's face it. When guests are asked where they'd love to stay, so often the biggest top response is Disney's Polynesian Village. It's just that there isn't enough space. And so what if you were to add a, a Hawaii, Oahu, Waikiki Beach looking tower, which is what that tower was. It was kind of a terraced tower. Um, the picture I have doesn't show it, but it used to have kind of hanging gardens and kind of look to it um, in other uh, sketches I've seen of that building. But adding to that resort and the advantage of it uh, with all of its amenities, you could add another hotel you or a hotel pool. You could add more restaurants. Uh, you could add a restaurant on top of that, res that tower and it wouldn't block any great views that people already have of Seven Seas Lagoon and the Magic Kingdom. In fact, it would add more views. Imagine people in that tower. Man, they would want the view that they could have of Magic Kingdom in the distance. It wouldn't affect views in the Magic Kingdom because it's so far away. I'm telling you, this is a huge opportunity to create a Disney Polynesian Village Resort Tower expansion. And by the way, it's not my idea. It was created over 50 years ago when they were originally thinking about that hotel. So I wouldn't be surprised if at some point that comes back. And I think all of us would love to have more because it's so difficult to get a room. Um, people would love to have that opportunity to be able to get a room in that resort. Now, the last, uh, the last place I'm going to talk about is a space that was designated for an additional hotel for the Magic Kingdom resort area. In the beginning, the original designs had three additional hotels besides the Contemporary and the Polynesian. One was a um, sort of Persian style theme. One was uh, a more Asian style uh, um, look. That Asian style look hotel was ended up being Disney's Grand Floridian Resort. Um, the one that had the Persian feel was off of the monorail line as well, but on the monorail line that leads to the, um, the area where they take care of the monorail resorts, which was not a real good place to put that. But in the beginning, if and you can look at the map of this uh, model in there, you'll see a model of Walt Disney World from the beginning. And that model actually had the Walt Disney World monorail winding through Tomorrowland. Uh, they, I would have supposed that there was a station 
in Tomorrowland in the same way that there is a station in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. And in fact, if you kind of look, there is a monorail station in front of the Magic Kingdom, but I wouldn't have been surprised if there had been one also in um, the Tomorrowland area. And so the idea was it was going, now this, that hotel, and it's not one I'm going to talk about, but just so you know, when you look at the back, because you're going to see this image above the contemporary, and that was intended to be the Persian hotel, and it too would have been on a monorail line, but the um, that is what's known as um, uh, Pluto's Park or Pluto's Boneyard. You know, how Pluto or as a dog likes to hide bones and that type of thing. Well, for a, a while we were taking, Disney was taking a lot of its um, trash or not trash. It was a lot of their used props and, and, and things they didn't know where to put it. And they were putting it into that space and calling it the Boneyard. In fact, after they emptied the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea Lagoon, all those submarines for a time were just all stacked in the boneyard. That is the space that could be used as a resort hotel too. And I haven't covered it, but it, it couldn't be a monorail hotel. You'd have to do a massive change. And it's not, I don't think it'll ever be a monorail hotel, but it could be a hotel in the future. But that's not the space I was going to talk about. The space I was going to talk about was the space designed for the Venetian Hotel. And that space is sandwiched between the trans Ticket and Transportation Center and Disney's Contemporary Resort. In ways, it is opposite the other side of the... Grand Floridian, opposite the other side of the lagoon from Disney's Grand Floridian. This is prime land for years that people have considered the idea of a, a Disney Resort Hotel. Originally, a Venetian design was considered. Then it kind of moved to a kind of a Greek island look at one point. I am proposing a different design, but I do propose something for that space. Why not something Victorian, yet steampunk? And then, this is, the, this is the catch, add the Society for Explorers Adventurers Club. In other words, add C as the thematic element to this steampunk Victorian hotel. Now, mind you, Grand Floridian, I realize that's a Victorian hotel, but it's done in all of these whites and it's a very bright and airy Imagine something that was more, again, steampunk, yet Victorian, and had that, you know, it was more industrial and more gears, and it became, and more um, lush, and again, more of a harbor and harbinger for sea. Tell me, and it could be more of a boutique hotel, uh, that... Um, as opposed to one the size of, say, the contemporary, the, the Polynesian. I'm telling you, guests would be so excited to have a new Adventurers Club and to be able to come to this resort hotel and stay there. This would be, this would be a huge, huge hotel experience for guests. And, oh, by the way, it would be off the monorail line, taking advantage of the monorail between the contemporary and the TTC. That's kind of a da opportunity and would be um, again adding so much to that to that element can imagine going into this this very victorian steel 
um, iron works kind of um, uh, entry into the hotel as you get off the monorail. Well, those are some possibilities of where we think, hey, some really great Disney Resort hotels could be at Walt Disney World. Go to our Facebook page and, hey, Disney at Work and Play, share with us which of these hotels would you like to stay in? Which one do you think would be the most interesting to you? Um, and maybe share a couple ideas of what you think would be a great resort uh, idea. Thank you for joining us and being a part of this Disney at Play podcast. Again, not only um, do we hope that you go and subscribe at Disney at Play, make sure you go ahead and check out our iTunes page, J. Jeff Cobra, and uh, we have uh, lots of videos that are coming in at that uh, page. And then finally, we invite you to check out the Wayfinder Society for a little as a dollar a month this patreon group not only helps to support this podcast and the attending website but gives you access to one of our disney at play interactive guides if you like the kinds of things you're hearing you're going to love the kinds of things you see in our patreon wayfinder page it's a very exciting place to go and explore walt disney world again Thanks for joining us and being a part of this podcast. Wherever you go, whatever you do, make sure you always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We will see you real soon.